Can I get an amen? <laughs> Today's episode, for all you Instagram people out there, for everybody listening on Spotify, I am available on all the locations that you can find a podcast, the Amamuro Discovery. Today, you cannot see it if you're listening, but you can see it if you're watching. This is Freddy. This is Fearful Freddy. He freaks me the fuck out. He's the guy that gives me fear. And then, thanks to coaching, I've been able to transform it into Freddy the Brave. This one is pretty cute. If it gets light, it starts dancing and shakes a banana. I love it. These guys are at my desk at all times. So, I'm going to cut to the chase. About almost eight years ago when I broke my neck... Um, I remember I was like on the ventilator for like three weeks and I could not breathe by myself. Basically, I could not move a thing. I could not feel my body. Not a, nothing existed besides my head. And if you want to know more about this whole experience, I've written about it extensively in my book that's coming out. It's called Hardnecker. But for now, you got to realize as soon as they took me off the ventilator, I got checked up by doctors around the clock. Nobody was doing anything. They were just telling me, okay, buddy, you broke your neck and that's not good for you. Okay, figures. So the first rehab doctor that I get visiting my, uh, my bed, um, she tells me, okay, forget what your life was about. Forget what you used to do. Your life is not going to be the same anymore. And this was a very defining moment for me because, first of all, I was looking at her like, you don't know me, you don't know anything about me, you don't know about my grind, how much work I put into life, how much I value every breath I take after this whole near-death or complete-death rebirth experience. So, boom. From that moment, she basically confronted me with the end situation. Hey, buddy, your life has changed. Deal with it. And I was on the other side of the spectrum like, hey, it's too soon to cut my losses. I'm going to see how far I get with it. Fast forward about six months later, year later, I'm like going full on hard in the rehab clinic, just exercising around the clock and I've got my physiotherapist, my ergotherapist, my rehab doctor, all of them are telling me you need a wheelchair because maybe I got myself up and running, not running, walking, but I would walk like max a mile an hour and I would last an hour. So my max reach of walking would be a mile. Whenever these people were trying to have the conversation with me about, hey, Maybe it's smarter or better for you to consider a wheelchair. I did not want to consider a wheelchair. I was looking, I was remembering the moment that that lady told me what life would be about. And my heels were like, boom, in the ground, resisting um, what she said. And then when they were telling me, hey, you might need a wheelchair. I was like, I've been busting my chops for almost a year now around the clock, working harder than anybody I know, putting in the hours, putting in like blood, sweat and tears. And I don't want to, I don't want to admit that these are the facts. Took me a lot of injuries, took me a lot of pain, took me a lot of uh, falling and not being able to get up, needing to crawl. I, I remember one, one incident 
I wanted to grab a piece of paper because I was writing something. And as I stood up, I was using my cane back then, walking towards the paper. My back gave out. I fell. And it literally took me an hour, like in a living room situation like this, to crawl onto the bench, to get myself off the bench, to get back to the table, all sweaty and, and like almost, uh, how do you say it, having a victory of the year moment just for grabbing a piece of paper. So what am I getting at by telling you this story? See here, Fearful Freddy, Fearful Freddy was convinced that... Um, admitting or accepting yeah, accepting the loss for him was equal to admitting defeat and defeat in once what sense or am i talking about defeat in like i lost like it was my fault that i could not come out of this whole neck injury situation on uh, bothered on skate on not victorious. I, he needs to be victorious. And at the same time, he was also afraid of a very another big issue, which is if I accepted what that lady told me in the hospital from day one, that would mean that my life relies on other people. My, I am very depending on other people. And I was very dependent on other people for about three months. I was just ahead. I could not lift a spoon to my mouth. I could not zip my uh, jacket up and down. I could not hold my own dick to pee nor wipe my own ass after taking doo-doo. So I was just a, a head on a body. And that was not a great experience, I can tell you that. It is very humbling and uh, basically you are... Imagine this, you're thirsty, you can get up, go to the tap, grab a glass of water or drink it out of the tap. Um, imagine the amount of patience and the disregard for your own needs you have to build up or generate. When you push a bell, a nurse shows up, you're like, hey, I am thirsty, could you give me a glass of water? And this is the nicest nurse around, but she's busy because along the hallway, somebody else is like choking on something or something so she's like i can't help you right now i'll be back and you don't know you might need to wait half an hour for you to get that glass of water that does something to you that or to me it did something to me that as soon as i was able to uh, do things by myself i did not want to ask help and this 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 um, fear I had after experiencing how painful it was to be really dependent on other people mm, it, it it stopped me in many ways and it made my life very small because I would only participate in activities that I could uh, endure myself took me a couple of years of uh, hitting my head on the same board to share with you the reasons uh, that I'm gonna mm, share with you tonight. So basically this doctor confronted we, me with loss. Um, I had a really hard time accepting that loss in that moment and I kept that moment and my 
25 years of memory of having a healthy body and my strong mind to push through and basically when I reached the point like okay maybe uh, walking from here like going for a stroll was a big thing for me I could not do it really it was very walking on the edge like balancing on a slack line and I would not accept that this this resistance to accepting that uh, it also had to do with accepting the loss I remember even after I got my wheelchair that's like almost two years after my accident I would wake up in the morning look at it being next to my bed and would just be upset turn around again didn't want to get out of bed because I did not want to get out of bed into a wheelchair um, this all has to do with being confronted with that pain, with that loss. Um, that loss hurt. It had to do with pain. And that's why, that's why I'm talking about emotions today. Because we all a approach or experience pain differently. And uh, let, me, let me paint a picture for you. So you got to know Fearful Freddy a little bit. I'm going to talk about Freddy the Brave. And what I like about Freddy the Brave is that this guy is really curious and adventurous like I am, like I always was as a kid. If you think of yourself as a kid, you're not really invested in the consequences nor pain. You might experience pain in the moment, but you don't drag it along with you. That's why you do stupid shit, but that's why you also explore and try and feel and you're learning along the way. The relationship kids have with pain um, is something that we as parents uh, also co-create. So if you're very scared for your kid to be in pain, you're going to react very intensely when they experience a finger in a candle or any other thing that a kid might do because they don't know the consequences. But at the same time, if you create a safe surrounding where there's time for a kid to cry and scream after having pain and then talking about, hey, buddy, what did you learn about this endeavor? Uh, then the relationship with pain, because that's the thing with pain. Pain is something that your body, the human organism or any other organism experiences because it keeps you alive. The other option is that you do damage to your tissue and then your body needs to repair it. It's going to take a long time. takes a lot of energy. Pain is bad. In, in, in first instance, pain is bad. But when you think that if you have a relationship with pain that is like pain is bad, thus I am afraid of pain, this is going to limit you in many ways. In my experience, I was not afraid of the physical pain that I was putting myself through. But I did have a lot of fear for the emotional pain that loss and like um, disappointment bring with them. Like for me, the pain of being disappointed has brought me to a point in life where I would not want to wish for anything. I would say I am content because not being content would mean I would have wishes and aspirations. And if I would have wishes and aspirations that would not come true, I would have to deal with disappointment. And I had a fear for that pain. So that kept me in a very gray area. Like I would like to experience life in full color, 
That's why I've been changing that for myself. But think to yourself, what is the thing that you are most afraid of? What pain lies at the root of that fear? It's something you went through as a kid, something that you go through still. Is it the pain of loneliness, of abandonment, of, of disconnection? Whatever that pain is, if you allow it to transform into a fear for that pain, then it's going to restrict you. So being able to face the fear of whatever pain it is and look it in the eye and name it and know it, to be like, hey, I am afraid of the pain that comes with losing a connection or being abandoned just saying that makes you realize so wow if i step into a relationship then i might restrict myself connecting because i don't want to experience that pain so i'm going to stay really like like a little cool frog in the corner and not participate as much as i would like to or uh, embrace uh, whatever is arising in that moment so freddie the brave right here as he does his little dance, let me, let me do it for a second. I love it. I love it. He chooses freedom. Why? See, if you carry that fear of that pain with you, whenever that pain is even not present, you have the fear with you. The fear of that pain is with you in all the moments that the pain is not there. You're just always on the lookout. This guy, he doesn't like that. He has his peace sign up. He's like holding a banana. He wants to have fun. He wants to experience freedom. So one of the biggest reasons I would invite you to allow yourself to face this fear, name it, look it in the eyes, acknowledge it, and slowly work on how to transform that fear into a curiosity. Because remember, this Freddy is super curious. How did that fear come to be? What am I afraid of? Because you know the truth. Whatever pain it is, you will survive. It's not something that's going to end you. Um, it's going to make life super light. You can walk around and if the worst thing that can happen to you happens to you, you'll come through it. You have faith in your own powers and, and resilience. Then we reach point number two. If you are not able to have a curious and open relationship with pain you will restrict your personal and professional growth in many ways so if you if you look at a person who is very afraid of pain whatever type of pain it is that person is super stagnant while the guy that is or the girl that is innovating that is as as LeBron James has it on his shoe, the man in the arena. He's getting cut up and scarred up and buffed up and dusty and dirty. It's not a comfortable ride, but he's pushing the envelope. He's raising the bar. And if you want to grow, your relationship with pain, uh, it, 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 it cannot have any space for fear. Right now, me, this podcast, all these technical difficulties... The mess that my desk is. I'm figuring all this stuff out. Part of me is like, yo, what are you doing, bro? You got nothing under control. Nothing is set up. You need a nice setup. You need this. You need that. That's the fear of failure or fear of disapprovement or fear of um, basically 
Um, I say learning because learning is a messy process. I decided to make this whole process viewable for you all. All if you look at my vlogs, they're also all messy. It's me learning and developing my skills, and it's not something I shy away of because I've been able to put myself through a process that I set myself free from shame. If you're interested in that, keep yourself posted on my stuff because I'm going to release the energy management compass curriculum soon. And that's for me. If you're able to set yourself free from shame, you can learn all the time. You don't care if people see it or not. You don't have to do it sneaky in a corner and then perfect your skill before you show it to other people. You learn as you go. So set yourself free from that fear of pain to enable yourself to grow. The higher amounts of pain you can tolerate, and I'm not talking about like stabbing yourself with a knife, I'm talking about really feeling like a dumbass, like the, the embarrassment that comes with you trying to do something and then like wah, wah, wah. If you're able to tolerate a lot of that and does not even only involve your uh, ego, it sometimes just involves finances. Like if you look at business startups, if you invest 15K in a business and boom, it goes flat, you lost the money, 10 of it was your grandmother's, you lost her money. If you experience some type of pain there that is in evolves into fear you will never run a business again you'll get a job and then never talk about it experience if i look at myself how many businesses i've tried to set up put in the effort the connections the friendships everybody was involved put in the money the time and then didn't work out and still i'm happy to start a business again because i love the process of learning and discovering and that's for me really tied with growth and feeding my curiosity and creativity. So that's the second reason why I invite you to confront yourself with these feelings about pain. The last, but definitely not least, I already mentioned it in the whole, how do you say it, uh, fear of uh, abandonment or, or um, yeah, connection. I guess if you are able to uh, verbalize or write it out or draw it out your fears uh, related to pain what 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 kind of pain really scares the fucking shit out of you if you're able to verbalize that you can be an example to other people by sharing it as i'm trying to do at this moment but there's there, there lies a lot of deep connection in our vulnerability so we can try to build an image of ourselves virtually that I am awesome and great and my life is all rainbows and unicorns. Make other people jealous or envious or like doubting and questioning because life in cold, full color, it has tough moments. It's like the silver lining situation. So if you really want to be able to connect with your friends, it, it is really about how many people can sit with you while you're going through pain. How many people do you allow to sit with you as you are in pain? 
are you able to sit with other people who are going through pain? And this, what I'm mentioning here, that you uh, unite when you are experiencing pain, is something that can really help you or others to lose that fear of pain. Because if, if you look at it right now, right now this whole COVID situation, everybody's told to keep distance and not visit your loved ones or friends. And you see how massively we're trying to connect because a lot of us don't know what the economy is going to do, what the impact is going to be, when, when, just this whole, when is this over? When will I be able to visit my grandmother without worrying that she might get sick? When will I be able to plan that wedding that I was going to plan? When will I be able to go on a holiday again? This is a big loss of control. Besides the loss of life that some people are experiencing on one side, we lost control. COVID took over. Creates a lot of, it's not per se like imminent, like instant pain, but it does bring up a lot of issues with itself that have to do with discomfort and discomfort might be a tiny amount of pain if you stretch that out over a long period eventually it results in the same thing and then this instance can create some type of fear if we're not able to connect and talk about the discomfort we experience then we might let ourselves be led by fear while I believe in loving change and I think to be able to love change, and this is a big change we're all going through, we need to be able to name our fears, call out our pain, mention it. And just to be fair, all this that I'm telling you, I'm super bad at. I was the worst at it. Like I would be the person, I am still the person fall on my ass, scratch myself, start bleeding, physical pain, my mouth is shut, I might be even smiling, laughing about it. Emotional pain, I would just shut down completely. I, would, I had so much trouble just uh, allowing it to occur in my awareness. Sometimes something bad would happen and then six months later I would feel like crap and I'd be like, why am I feeling like crap now? It's, there's nothing going on. And then I was like, oh, maybe it's related to that thing. I had like a big, big delay in my system. I built that up. I've been able to tone it down to the place that I am allowing my feeling blah, feeling bad or feeling uh, scared or weird in, in, a, in the instance, in the moment. And, and then... The next step is, are you able to verbalize it? Are you able to communicate it? So the reason why I'm inviting all of you to do this with yourself, with your partner, with your loved ones, with your family, is because I'm inviting myself as well. It's, it's not an easy thing for me to do. Uh, but I do believe that I want to live a free life. I do not want to carry this rucksack of fear for pain with me all my life. I'm going to be free. I care about growth. So I want to grow professionally. I want to grow emotionally. I want to go personally. That's why I'm doing it. And I care about connecting. I care about connecting a lot. Like loneliness is not a nice thing. And I have a lot of trouble with superficial connections. So that's why I'm sharing 
my experience, my view on the emotions that disruption bring with them, like disruption, loss, any type of boom, the, the game has changed. Your, your memory and your brain are used to be looking for the same thing because otherwise they have to rewire all the time. So your system, you cannot blame your system for acting up, but how you deal with your system and the emotions that arise from it, that's up to you. Um, I'm going to wave the Freddy's goodbye. Thank you all for tuning in this Tuesday. Tuesdays is all about disruption. Fridays, I've got something new coming up for you. Please subscribe on my YouTube channel. If you like Spotify, tune in on me on Spotify, Apple, iTunes it's called, I think. All the places where you can get podcasts. Leave comments, share the stuff. Send me a message if you think there's a topic or a question you have for me. And feel welcome to engage in this whole Disruptive Tuesday live stream that I'm doing. And on Fridays, we're going to do a little visioning. Because I believe in this moment in time, this whole back to normal. Let's redesign the whole thing. I enjoy that. I'm going to invite you to redesign stuff with me. And we're going to talk about the future that we can create for each other. Thank you all for tuning in for Amamuto Discovery. Have a great evening and stay safe.